Who do you think this homicidal maniac is? I don't know much about real crime. In my stories, it's always the one you least suspect. Well, that would be me, wouldn't it? Welcome to the After Dork Podcast. This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers and mild language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the After Dork Podcast, where, if you'll excuse us, we need to go fishing. Well, at this time of night. It helps to relieve the pressures of being a billionaire bachelor in his boy ward. Co-host Chris. And Austin. And today we're discussing and reviewing Batman, The Return of the Caped Crusaders. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. A return to Batman 66 with three of the original cast members. At least, I'm pretty sure that's all that's alive now. We have Adam West as Batman, Burt Ward as Robin, and Judy Lamar as Catwoman. So we have a lot to talk about today. Please, give me a plot summary so I can understand what the fuck happened just now. While watching their favorite show, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, better known as Batman and Robin, are surprised to find that the feature band has been replaced by the Bat's four most diabolical nemesis, Catwoman, the Riddler, Penguin, and Joker. For no real reason, they don't really commit a crime here. Riddler leaves behind a riddle, which leads the duo to the Acme Atomic Energy Lab, where the gang of villains plan on stealing the newly invented replication ray, a ray with the power to duplicate anything it shoots. The villains get away, but not before the Riddler leaves yet another clue, which leads Batman and Robin to an abandoned TV dinner factory. After yet another brawl, Batman and Robin are bettered by Catwoman's feminine wiles. They are then tied to a giant TV dinner on a conveyor belt where Catwoman infects Batman with her patented Batnip, a chemical with the intent of breaking Batman's moral compass. But the Batnip supposedly doesn't work, provoking the criminals to send the giant TV dinner along the conveyor belt into a giant oven. Luckily, for the daring duo, the dessert on this particular giant TV dinner is... I know it's stupid. ...is a lemon tart. But it is too late because the villains have already escaped. Batman and Robin search uptown, downtown, and in the bay, but the villains are nowhere to be found, leaving the only logical conclusion that the villains have left Earth. So the pair hop aboard the Bat Rocket, because the US government can't get to space, but Batman has this shit locked down, where they follow the villains to a Russian space station, where Riddler, Penguin, and Joker are throwing Catwoman out of an airlock because she's too friendly to Batman. She is rescued by the dynamic duo and aids them in the capture of the three baddies. But the Batnip did work and Batman pulverizes the wrongdoers with Bat Knuckles, Back at Earth, Batman proceeds to use the replication ray on himself, firing and replacing everyone in Gotham City with himself, including Alfred. Robin takes notice of Batman's change and teams up with Catwoman to slip Batman the antidote. But Batman foresaw this and coated himself with the Bat Anti-Antidote. Catwoman and Robin free a bunch of B-list Batman villains from prison and recruit them to face off against the multiple Batman. The villains are short work for Batman, who takes them all back to jail, but wants to strangle Robin and Catwoman personally. 
Right before doing so, he is stopped by a disguised Alfred offering Batman a glass of wine, which is laced with the anti-antidote's antidote. Back to normal, Batman deduces that this whole thing was a distraction by Riddler, Penguin, and Joker so that they can steal precious artwork. And what Batman <laughs> defeated on the space station was really the three's unstable duplicates. Batman, Robin, and Catwoman confront the dastardly evildoers, but they flee in a blimp. They catch up and defeat the villains, but Catwoman reveals she has not changed for good and would rather die than go back to jail, at which she leaps off the blimp to her presumed death. Back at Wayne Manor, Bruce throws a birthday party for Aunt Harriet, the only person in Gotham City he couldn't fire. But when he notices the bat signal, him and Dick abruptly exit the party to fight yet another crime as credits roll. And quite a credit sequence, I must add. Batman 60s dancing, you can never get tired of it. Oh boy. So this whole movie basically is fueled completely off of ironic nostalgia and probably a tiny bit of actual nostalgia <laughs> to get a clear picture of what this movie is in 2016 when it was released you really have to know the 66 series i think that series came at a time whenever comics were being greatly censored they couldn't have people die they couldn't have villains beaten so much they couldn't have any resemblance of drugs and batman in particular didn't really have a direction he was going in in the comic world this series was made as a spoof of batman this series was made to be completely camping making fun of the batman concept it became so popular on cbs i think it was in 66 that batman comics soon followed and would stay with that camp until at least the 80s yeah i mean it's definitely something that was brewed out of the comics code authority and all that if i'm correct here the comic codes authority is still around and a lot of them are no still... they were disbanded in the 80s no they 70s I, 70s I know for a fact that at least into the later half of the 2000s that there was at least like one person still receiving comic book issues and then commenting on them and sending back revisions to be made i think they can rate them but i'm not sure about i know in the 70s i think it was 77 but i'm probably wrong the first comic book to really do a drug issue was green lantern yeah sorry green arrow yeah and, speedy yeah and that kind of started a movement that broke the comics code yeah. the authority. um i mean the thing about the comics code is like there's no legal behind it it's just all the comic book creators joined it as like a thing to do they pay for it the comic book creators do to get their stuff censored themselves and then eventually they were like well it's kind of dumb <laughs> they kind of stopped <laughs> doing it after people kind of grew over it so you could really see how this would affect batman before the batman 66 tv show just look at Batman's concept. He is a billionaire playboy whose parents were killed as a child, traumatized him so much that he dresses as a bat to strike fear into the hearts of criminals while beating them to a pulp with ninja skills. You have characters like the Joker, who started out as a bank robber slash serial killer. Then you have just Two-Face, who didn't even make it into this show because they thought he was too scary for it. <laughs> and yeah. it just, you have all these characters that were just so morally bankrupt. And then you have Batman himself, who started out very morally askew. I can't remember if he started out killing people, but I know that he did kill people or at least didn't save people whenever they caused their own deaths. Mm -hmm. But with such a concept, like Superman adapted pretty easily to the comics code Reign of Terror, I would say. Something like Batman, you can really see how before this show it really didn't have a direction to go to. This show kind of like it or hate it, and a lot of people in our age group hate it, really hate it, because we grew up with the resurrected 
angsty Tim Burton Batman. I don't actually know that that's true, though, because I think a lot of people in our age group also just ironically love it. And then there's people like us who kind of get a, an actual joy out of the old show, but you definitely more than I do. And it's I don't think it's something that I would watch nowadays. Because oh, it, yeah. it, 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 honestly, this movie frustrated me in places. I have every episode in the movie, and it's not my favorite version of Batman at all. But yeah. it is definitely something that I enjoy whenever I want mindless entertainment like it or hate it it really saved batman for the time batman had no direction in the comics he had nothing and then this show showed the direction the comics needed to go to survive the comics code for that i am grateful for the show also it brought us one of my favorite batman villains later on mr freeze he originated in the show even though he was this campy ginger they didn't have the backstory with nor or anything that came with the animated series which we both love definitely yeah him and mark hamill shoker are my favorite part of the animated series but i think i like him a little bit more at least in that series batman sub zero is that the name of that movie um you know i can't i think that might be it it's hard to remember exactly because i only remember the name of mass the phantasm though that's that is my favorite performance by mark hamill as the joker but we can get into that some other time coming off of that why don't we kind of give our history with batman and specifically batman 66 like we did with jack and might as well well for batman 66 i remember vividly i think the first time i watched the batman 66 movie was during a camp during like a summer camp kind of a thing um and i was not happy to be there <laughs> just because i was a little misfit child and you know not fitting in too well but i remember vividly it was a terrible terrible storm and all that outside so they had wrangled all the all the little campers into a sort of the big area and they were all watching batman 66 i think this was batman 66 because I, I remember shark repellent yeah that's in the movie i remember do you remember holy polaris batman i don't remember that specifically but that is one of my favorite I remember crazy UN people fighting with each other and then getting dehydrated into dust. Oh yeah, those were the penguins henchmen. He he's pickpocketed Batman, put them in there, and then they went <laughs> yeah. they went to the bat cave where they all sprouted out. <laughs> uh, I just remembered the uh, the UN people constantly fighting with each other and then their individual I think they're individually just turned to dust and then yeah. as soon as they're brought back they're still fighting with each other like nothing <laughs> happened. And I was like, Well, okay. Batman 66 is doing some topical <laughs> political humor right here. It really did. If you watch it, and that's actually portrayed in this movie a little bit, it had very 60s current event humor. You'd get that line where Batman yeah. would say something about space travel being the greatest endeavor mankind's ever been in. That, that's in this movie. And you'd get the Cold War. It, it seems like Batman in this movie... And I guess in the other one, it was kind of like a classic liberal in the way he's like talking about space travel is so awesome, but is also like, oh, these countries not being able to get along. Ooh, when will they realize we're all just humans? Yeah, <laughs> like, I love oh. the I love the medium that the writers chose to express their political views was in not not even Batman. It was a spoof of Batman that became Batman. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I remember seeing the 66 movie back in the day, and I remember catching every once in a while the TV serial, you know, on one of the old, you know, TV land and things like that <laughs> way late at night, um, and finding it kind of funny. I only, I think I remember an episode with uh, Mr. Freeze in it where Batman, when I saw the, the Bat Shield for the first time. The Bat Shield. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's silly. I remember kind of liking it back in the day for kind of just how weird it was, because even then I kind of already... I was already very familiar with Batman as seen in Justice League and um, the, you know, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. 
and the of course the Batman animated series even back then. I, I think I'm definitely more familiar with the more contemporary Batman than I am with uh, 66. I am a huge Batman fan. The emphasis of Batman has always been on the villains, his squadron that he fights. It holds my favorite villains in comic books and any medium, really, and the Joker, Riddler. I love Mr. Freeze, how he's portrayed in the anime. Mr. Freeze can go really good or really bad, but I guess all of them can because you could have the Joker who's a prankster like in this, or you could have the Joker who... We've seen him and done a couple different ways because we've got like the cool, suave uh, Joe DiMaggio, which... uh... You don't like Under as the much. Red Hood. And well, see, I need to go back and watch it because I was about to talk about this too. My first time watching Batman 66 that I remember, I think I watched it with my grandma when I was younger when it came on TV. But other than that, my first time actually going out and watching it was around 2006. I had just gotten a family video membership and I went there and they had all the Batman movies. And I wanted to watch them all. I'd never seen the 1989 Batman with Jack Michael, Nicholson Michael as Keaton. the Joker and Michael Keaton. Yeah, I'd seen Batman Returns and I remembered that. But I... No, hold on. Michael Keaton's the animated series. No, Michael Keaton was Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, Kevin uh, Conroy's the Kevin animal. Conroy. I'm getting my Batman mixed up. But so I'd never seen the original one and I heard Joker was in it and I was really obsessed with Joker at the time. Yeah, that Jack Nicholson's actually a pretty good Joker. Yeah, he, he really is. But the thing is that I was really obsessed with Mark Hamill's Joker. At the time, I knew that there was a movie coming out with Joker in it because Batman Begins ends with the Joker card, and I knew he was coming out, and I don't remember if Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker yet, but I had this prejudice against any Joker that wasn't Mark Hamill. So whenever I watched Batman 66, the movie, I rented it from Family Video, and I hated it. You just didn't like Joe Romero? Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, whatever. Yeah. I hated it. I hated everything about it. It wasn't the Batman I grew up with. It wasn't the Batman that I liked. And it wasn't the Joker that I liked. And you could, I was, I could tell, you could see his mustache under the makeup and I thought it was cheap and I didn't realize it was a product of its time. I went back later, whenever I kind of grew out of this prejudice for Mark Hamill, I rewatched the entire or I watched the entire Batman 66 series and I grew an appreciation of it. It's still not my Batman of choice at all. That'd be animated series. My favorite Batman movie is Mask of the Phantasm. Or Lego Batman movie. I don't know. The Lego Batman's pretty good. Lego. I love that Joker. But yeah, um, Have you seen any of Batman the Brave and the Bold? Yeah, I have. Have you seen the Joker on that? Yeah, I hated Batman the Brave and the Bold. But going back, I haven't seen all of it. I haven't rewatched all of it. But I've watched a few episodes specifically with Joker in it. I love his car. And I love the way they gave him the heart face that he had yeah. in the 70s. Because, I mean, that's definitely, like, that whole series is pushing, is pulling a lot from the old 66 Yeah, Batman. it is. That is, other than this movie, I'd say that is the closest thing we've come to, to a return of that Batman. Yeah, but I think, actually, I think Brave and the Bold Batman is kind of like the middle ground I need. Because going full on 66, I just, <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. I think you can do 66, Batman 66 well. And that's if you go full out with it like this movie did. Or you could do it not so well. And that's where you have the spoof moments. But you still want to be taken seriously. And we saw that in Schumacher's one, Batman Forever and Ugh. Batman and Robin. And it wanted to be taken seriously. And it had what it thought was sad. What he thought was sad, tear-jerking moments with Alfred and, and Mr. Freeze. But then you get the puns. And you get the, it's, the it's, bat card, the bat master card. Never yeah. leave the cave without it. And it just turns into so bad. It's, it's you can't mix them. Confused. It's tonally, it's tone deaf basically. Yeah. It, you cannot mix 
this bat this is a completely different animal than what Tim Burton eventually made and the comics and TV show followed off of and evolved into something better i mean the point of this whole movie basically is that it's a pretty faithful adaptation of what the old show would have done if it had had sort of our modern animation technology and budget so it has all the same writing just about as far as i can tell maybe it maybe it hams it up just a tiny bit more than i don't think it did okay you could put batman and robin you could do more with them because it was animated. You could put them in space. You could put them in the... That atomic powerhouse was always in the Batcave in the old one, but you never saw inside of it. And you could duplicate Batman a million times. But you had those crazy storylines. I remember an episode that... And I'm probably butchering this summary because it has been years since I went back and watched it. But I remember an episode with the Penguin in which his plot was he rented a lollipop candy truck and he would go around and he would he basically poisoned a certain brand of lollipops not to where it would kill anyone but to where it tasted really bad so that people would buy his lollipops which had a mind controlling agent in them instead of putting the mind controlling agent in the lollipops that he poisoned yeah but he would go around with his truck and sell these and he would pretended to be good he wasn't breaking law he was just giving kids candy and batman knew there was something there and then when it came to it the kids the reason that he mind controlled the kids was to put the suggestion to get their parents to buy more of his stuff you have that crazy those crazy storylines there's a you get batman dancing Batman dances in the Batman 66 series. He dances in this. And you get you get those crazy... You see it in this a lot. The crazy off-the-cuff, oh, we have a... We, they left tin foil, And there's starch on it. That's gravy. They're from the acne thing. Oh, the riddle. The answer to the riddle is nothing. Another word for nothing is... Goose egg. Goose egg. And farmer blah 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 delivered a shipment of goose eggs on Tuesday. Tuesday was the same day as the lunar eclipse. The lunar eclipse somehow goes into the acme energy the thing. nuclear thing I'd that see, happened all the time yeah and that is what frustrates me so much about <laughs> this movie because when i was a little younger i'd kind of be into that and think how funny that was and but nowadays i'm just so used to being the person who either enjoys something that's well put together and allows me to kind of see where things are going and if they do toss me curveball they've at least left hints that i've kind of missed so i'm so used to things seeing things like that so when they even when they intentionally just do this, it frustrates me still to the point where I'm like, it, it, like you, you could tell I was like, I was visibly like chagrined when these kind of things would come up, even though I understand it's like funny, but it's, it's like the, the actual movie is trolling me. Yeah. Well, you have such a critical mind now and you look for these things that don't make sense with people who think they do make sense whenever they're creating the project and then you'll shit on it. And that's a reviewing mind. But this is doing it on purpose to emulate what the 66 Batman did. Uh, it's it's like, um, and I don't hate the old 66 Batman, but I think it's definitely a, a thing of its time. Well, so they did like, it on purpose then, too. Yeah, so it's like, even now, I'm, I'm, I tear people apart who, like, let's say, here's a crazy opinion, everybody. I don't like the new Powerpuff Girls. So it's like, when they, when yeah, they established that in the last have a, a sneering face on, like, how good they did, and they put this thing in front of me, and it's a steaming pile of shit, I'm like, look how good I did. And then I start tearing it apart and point out the many reasons why it's not good, and then I give it back to them and tell them to leave. I'm, I'm good at that now. 
I've got this movie coming to me. Not with the pile <laughs> of shit, but it's like it's, it's, there's a little nugget in there, really. And they've decorated it with the frosting and sprinkles <laughs> and gave it to me. It's like, this is a piece of shit, right? <laughs> and then, like, put a popper off in my face. Like, it's basically the Joker giving me this thing and being like, ha, I made it garbage <laughs> on if... purpose. And I'm like, I don't, you, you've already told me what you did wrong. <laughs> He's like, I did it anyway. I'm like, ah. Oh. I thought it was really chancy for them to make this movie. This is one of a series of DC animated movies that began with Superman Doomsday, the which covered the Death of Superman comic. But those movies are so hit and miss that I think they're just throwing everything at the wall that they can. And Batman's in so many of them because Batman's DC's go-to villain. Every time something sucks, they just throw Batman into it. Or, sorry, go-to hero. This movie, I think it was a bit of a risk for them because we are... 50 years removed from this TV show last year. That's probably why they made it for the 50th anniversary. I didn't think about that. But we're 50 years removed from this. This is something that my grandmother watched when she was a kid. And she would love this. That's not the audience that these DC animated movies have. They don't have my grandma as, a, as the intended audience or my grandpa. You really need to know this 66 series and enjoy it to really enjoy this movie at all. To throw that risk out, to put something with the original voice actors you can tell a lot of work has been putting put into this people who made this are a fan of that series just like with jack we're doing a lot of return episodes they're marketing this to kids and young adults who may not be familiar with that and if they are like i said before it's kind of a thing with our generation to shit on it see i think we have very different ideas on this because i think people like in general most people no matter what age group are aware of and familiar with sort of what batman 66 was at least everyone knows the theme song um, and i mean it's to the point and i think they know what it is because i think i recently i remember uh cinemasker were talking about how they released all of the old cartoons or all, not all the old cartoons but all the old episodes of 66 batman on a big old set that wasn't there before um and how cool that was i mean the reason i know that they know that we are aware of this is because i mean even in lego batman they put it in lego batman yeah but they put every incarnation of batman into lego batman i think they know even i think i believe even like 10 year olds who went to go see lego batman are aware of what 66 batman was maybe not seven year olds but yeah and i think in this age of the internet where people are on youtube all the time and youtubers will always be like hey look at what batman was like in the 60s isn't that funny and then they'll do like a top weird 60s batman things well people might know what it is yeah. but do you think that people do you think kids or two young adults do you think they'd enjoy it do you think they'd buy this movie I think... I, I don't remember... I don't have the sales numbers in front of me, but I think it did modestly. I think people our age who are aware of it, who probably took the time to one day go look up old episodes and at least have seen 66 Batman, because I think 66, the, 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 the not the animated, but the movie for Batman 66 that you know I watched as a kid, I think a lot of people are witness to that kind of movie in that kind of scenario, whether it's like some kind of camp or they're at a church group or something like that some slightly older person will pass down this weird knowledge of batman and let the kids watch it and then the kids will know of it you know i think it i think it does continue down the line like that the same way like disney movies are nowadays um so i think people are aware of it and it's the only reason this movie was made it's because the people who are aware of it who like it will buy it some older people who remember the older series who are aware of this will buy it and maybe show it to their kids to try to get them to like it this way first before they show them the movie the full feature movie from 66 mm -hmm. and then you've got people like us who will ironically buy it <laughs> and then maybe 
maybe some well-intentioned people our age are just like i can show this to my granddad and we'll have a good time watching it together i would love to watch this with my grandma who is a fan of the original series yeah, so i think it has a market is what i'm saying but i don't think i'm exactly even though i'm i'll, I'll jump on a fun little irony train for a little bit but i just can't this movie is only good to me in movie form if they had made a whole new series i do not think i could take the frustration that's where we differ because i think they could continue the batman 66 series in this in this way they got the original cast back maybe they're willing to do a series most of the original cast two out of three i would say sound really good for it <laughs> The odd one out, Judy Lamar as Catwoman. I don't want to say she sounds old, but she, you can... I'll say she sounds old. She sounds like the granny from the Looney Tunes. Burt Ward, I'm not sure how old he is, but he has to be in the 70s. 60s, 70s. He was about in his early 20s when they did the series in 66. So, but Burt Ward sounds exactly like he did on the show. I don't know how, but he his performance is exactly what I would expect from Burt Ward from the 60s to give. Adam West voice doesn't, it's pretty timeless. It doesn't change very much. And he was already in his late 30s, 40s in the show. And uh, so even if he's older now it didn't it didn't change very much judy lamar i don't know what it was but she sounds like the difference between carrie fisher as princess leia and carrie fisher's general leia she couldn't go back to that with her voice and i'm not sure how burt ward did to be quite honest with you because that he is exactly i'm picturing 15 year old burt ward in this movie it's distracting at times i think there i mean it could times. it could just be that the female voice doesn't age quite as smoothly as uh the male voice does but i mean it's it's pronounced <laughs> what was that that was tumblr uh, attacking you oh that was the sexist alarm yeah Ooh, come get me come get me tumblr yeah i mean it's just i i don't know i kept expecting her to pull like a butterscotch out of some bag that she was keeping <laughs> or something and give it to give it to dick i'm like and it was it got really weird for me whenever we had and i don't remember this in the old series but it mm -hmm. has been a while since i but they have a few jokes that are sexual in nature and one of them is whenever Bert war or whenever robin and catwoman team up he has to take her back to the to the bat cave and he has to knock her out with bat knockout gas tm so that the to location preserve the sanctity of the bat cave yeah so the location isn't given away and she tells him to keep his hands to himself and then he like kind of looks at her and mm -hmm. it it gets a little weird because like i said burt ward sounds like he's 15 that would be weird because catwoman is 30s anyway but then you you hear judy lamar saying it who as we've covered the voice does did not age the same and it sounds like she's it sounds like this granny warning this young little boy to not touch her i think that that kind of joke was present in the old series but i don't think it was as noticeable something like that might have been just like a quick thing and then they would immediately jump off this one kind of held on it for a little bit because if you remember during the, the tv dinner fight scene catwoman kind of just hangs out to the edge and whenever she's on camera she's kind of doing like a, a random like sultry pose <laughs> in the background she's trying to like, get back against the wall attention yeah they always had that i don't remember anything with robin this movie does a good job of staying faithful to the 66 batman while acknowledging and kind of giving a wink in the camera at jokes that people have have made since then oh, yeah. for instance we might get into the play-by-play -play, but we are less than five minutes into this movie when we get a batman and robin gay joke mm-hmm 
I mean, we'll I, cover think, that. I think your synopsis was pretty much the play-by-play. There's uh, well, not much else. I want to talk in more detail about what I said. Like, whenever we start out, it's Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson is doing ballet, and he's, he's oh, Batman, kids these days don't do ballet. I feel so stupid. And Well, you are stupid. <laughs> Bruce gives a little wink to the camera where he's just like, exercise is important and, <laughs> and wholesome. Yeah. So keep doing it wink they're watching their favorite show which is a a 60s it's a variety variety show, show. They, yeah that's what i was trying to think of and the band that's supposed to come out they were locked in the closet by our by the riddler joker yeah Penguin, there's actually one thing i thought was really funny about that whole thing that the the terrible four were masquerading as those people but they had no they had no idea how to play the instruments of the people <laughs> they take in so they come out on stage and play really terribly for like 15 seconds but it's before for they no reason it's the, funny though. they commit no crime other than locking from, a band in a closet, I guess. Except doing that, yeah. But the, there's no... <laughs> I mean, later we find out there's kind of a reason for it. Was there? I mean, it's the, it's to start Batman on this stupid trail that oh, ends yeah. up with him becoming the anti-Bat. They, they could have also just not done that <laughs> entirely, but... It's a good introduction to the characters, and the people who they brought on to play the deceased Batman 66 actors uh were really good i think uh, it sounded a lot like caesar romero it sounded a lot like whoever played the riddler and penguin sorry i'm not that big of a fan of the original series but it's not you got the <laughs> there's a lot of that the only thing that could have made see uh, the joker better in this and more accurate is if they uh put on the caked on mustache because... i would have i would have loved if they just added some lines just subtle lines underneath his nose that makes it look like he's just yeah. painted over his mustache because see uh, if you don't know this caesar Romero, the the Joker from Batman 66, he was a well-known actor at the time, and he was very well-known for his mustache. Cesar Romero refused to shave his mustache for this role, and instead of giving the character Joker a mustache, they just caked white makeup on his upper lip, and you couldn't tell with old sets of TVs, but with the DVD release and HD TVs, you can really tell there is a mustache there. I'm kind of glad they didn't give him a mustache because i'm thinking what his design would look like like the different iterations of joker if he had a mustache oh it, yeah that like because batman like we covered the comics kind of followed suit of that tv show so joker might still have a mustache i if feel like like if joker still had a mustache like the t animated series joker that we love so much might have had like a dick dastardly stash going on yeah but it's like the thing about the the animation in this movie is like things that the they're not being a fake mustache on joker and also adam west's gut has been dialed back slightly <laughs> it, it was dialed back in the promotional material batman 66 you look at the promotional material the poster for batman 66 he's doing that pose with the cape and he is just ripped <laughs> they had david hasselhoff stepped in for that one for the poster did they really i don't know oh. <laughs> the joke i made but he was ripped and then you watch the show and yeah he's he's a bit pudgy i i call it the captain kirk <laughs> when you just have a, a slight a slight paunch on your your lead i mean it's, captain it's kirk. fine I, mean, I think if i remember i call it the scotty when it's really <laughs> noticeable <laughs> i think uh in the animated star trek they actually kept his paunch a little bit i, love I don't know i might be wrong oh yeah coming yeah. soon by the way Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Little hint. Wink. Fucking love Star Trek. All right, Batman. <laughs> okay, back to Batman. Yeah, the villains, they took the place of the band that was supposed to play. Ironically, or coincidentally, 
it was Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne's favorite variety show. Uh-huh. And they see that the villains are there. The villains don't even do anything. They make a few puns about the audience, and then the audience tries to beat the crap out of them, and then they tie <laughs> them up and leave. Yeah. And the Riddler drops a bomb that doesn't blow up. It just throws a riddle out. Okay, Bruce and Dick need to get going. And Aunt Harriet, who Austin didn't remember, and it took me, like I said, I watched this movie five times. Austin's only seen it once. It took me a little bit to remember. I remember her, but she's basically only around in Batman 66 to... Comic relief. No, well, yeah, she's only around to have someone questioning Bruce and Dick of where they're going at three in the morning and everything. So she steps into the room as they're about to go out and tell her, as they did in the old show, we're going fishing at this hour, she says. And they say, yeah, it helps to relieve the pressures of being a billionaire bachelor and his young ward. And they leave. This is part I didn't expect. She turns to Alfred and she says, oh, the lengths they'll go to to keep their little secret. And Alfred says, excuse me, what are you talking about? She says, oh, Alfred, you really don't know. And I'm getting the the vibe a little bit. To release the pressure. Alfred says, no, ma'am, I really don't. Now, if you'll excuse me, the upstairs doorknobs need polishing. Wink. So that was never really in the Batman 66, as far as I can remember. But that is something, even in elementary school, I heard Batman and Robin, that's them. They're just gay. That's the gay Batman and Robin. And I don't think it originated in Batman 66. I think, I mean, that that falls in like the category of like, Mario's on drugs. (laughs) Like that kind (laughs) of like school playground kind of joke you know how dc loves their like alternate worlds and all that so is marvel yeah but maybe there's like a a world where where batman and robin are just kind of a thing as long as it's dick grayson robin and it's after he's nightwing i'm all right with it i'd ship it it'd be a little weird for batman and like tim drake or batman and jason todd and it'd be especially weird for batman and Chris. now you're gonna have tumblr on you you're saying that you can't have a consensual relationship with a 15-year-old boy? Oh, no. Tim Drake was 12. Who I guess is also your adoptive son. All the other Robins besides Dick were really young. And Damian Wayne was his biological son. Or his biological he adopted son. the other one. He adopted uh, Dick, though. And all that he adopted well. Dick and he adopted Tim. Or Jason. I'm not sure if he adopted Tim or not. I can't remember. I think in the animated show he did. But Tim's the one that eventually became Teen Titans in the animated Teen Titans. You didn't know that? They called him Dick in that one. It was Dick Grayson in that, in the animated Teen Titans. Are you sure? Okay, then then Tim did it in the comics, I guess. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know that Tim Robbins in the Teen Titans at one point. It was Dick because... They brought him back as Nightwing and yeah. in a the like a future episode. Yeah, and he him and Star The really depressing feature episode. Him and Star screw my together. Oh yeah, we yeah, we got a gay joke within five minutes of this. I didn't expect that and that, that let me know that, you know, not only is this on par with Batman sixty six, but it's also it's also willing to give a little wink and nod to the audience. I, I know this is unrelated. <laughs> But I have to say it real quick that it's weird that the super depressing future episode isn't the most depressing future we got for Teen Titans. (laughs) Teen Titans Go is that. (laughs) Oh my god. 
how uh, that, that's gonna get its own someday as well. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about this. That torturous thing. I've talked about this, but I wouldn't even be that mad at Team Times Go if they didn't get the original cast back. And in all accounts, it's a good thing to get the original cast back. Not to do that. Not yes, to do that. that. Batman and Robin go to the stage where they find Riddler's riddle. Do you remember the riddle? I remember the solution. I think the riddle was... Something about eating something and it will kill you or something stupid. If you, if you eat it, you'll die. Something like that. I don't know. But and other stupid bullshit. The solution is nothing. Batman gets it right away, just like he did in the 66, even though uh, the police commissioner and the head of the police are yeah. just... Adam, so... Adam West is like, it's nothing. <laughs> he's like nothing and then the commissioner was like oh but batman what does that mean and he's like no well, that, it's nothing. that was the police chief who said yeah. that so it's nothing and he's like well, i know the answer is nothing which <laughs> is straight out of 66 straight any episode even that movie it's because this old 66 batman wants to be sherlock holmes so bad <laughs> <laughs> in this in the most j- ridiculous it way. screams of old the old 1940s kind of radio play sherlock holmes aka the best version of sherlock holmes well, you know i would really enjoy if we're doing star trek this is a little off topic but if we're doing star trek i'd really enjoy some some data sherlock holmes episode star trek stuff some what oh those episodes where he was sherlock oh, holmes oh that'd be good actually yeah, that's some good stuff that. Uh, write that down first couple episodes he's gonna be full of us talking about what episodes we want to do yeah i mean it's a lot like uh recently we were big fans of other podcasts and one of the podcasts that just started from how stuff works is food stuff it's really shout out to how stuff works yeah love them (laughs) all of them uh listening to food stuff the first couple episodes are definitely full with a lot of tracy saying like what kind of episodes in the future (laughs) she wants to do and i'm kind of i kind of tracy's in that i haven't Listen to food stuff. Yeah, food stuff is good, man. I gotta say, like food. from Holly and Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tracy's one of the ones on there. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like the second episode was about cauliflower, and it's still super <laughs> interesting. I highly, highly recommend. Food yeah, stuff. I mean, I'm gonna. Catch so it. first episode was champagne, then cauliflower. Come quickly, I've bottled the stars. But Ooh, okay, wow. back to Batman. Good reference. That, that's what he said whenever he invented champagne, dude. I can't remember his name. Back to Batman. <laughs> Tommy Champagne. That's Duh. It. So the solution's nothing. And nothing, another word for nothing, is goose eggs. God damn. <laughs> We've been through this. But they go to the Acme Acme Energy it was Corporation. It, was it actually Acme Energy? Yeah, it was Acme Atomic Energy. Of course it was. <laughs> it's there where we get the second confrontation. There's a lot of fighting in this and you get the words in the air and i like that and whenever batman goes evil on the space station and he puts on the bat knuckles the brass bat knuckles yeah for some reason he had me that was my favorite part of the movie where batman just like turned shit up to like a thousand and was like all right i'm gonna kick your ass i was like yes yes batman i usually hate it when batman does this but right now i want this so bad (laughs) but uh, later on, the words of the that fly in the air <laughs> change to just brutal, like, bludgeon and... <laughs> fracture. Fracture. Gore. <laughs> I'm like, oh. There, yeah, there are three or four fight scenes where the villains, for some reason, just like in the old show, would just throw themselves at Batman to get, be kicked Shoot. out. Yeah, I'm like, come on. It's like, not only have, have you done this in, like, other episodes or encounters with Batman, it's like, you've done this, like, twice already in this one movie. You yeah. know... Not to run directly at Batman and expect <laughs> to win this fight. Does it ever explain how Catwoman made the Batnip? No. 
No, it doesn't. I didn't think so. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the movie, too, is whenever Batman starts to go evil, he fires Alfred. He makes Aunt Harriet cry. He, uh... Yeah, he does. Which I've always wanted to happen. I hate her. I really do. I hate her as a character. Yeah, she doesn't seem like she adds much. But what... I really like Batman becoming more evil in this because it's not just a rehash at this point of all the Batman 66 greatest hits. It has something new and you see elements of other Batman in it like whenever he's talking Commissioner Gordon he goes out the window. That's totally animated Batman and Christopher Nolan Batman. What I really like is this world that Batman 66 has created in this movie faithfully recreates is not okay with a Batman like that and this Batman is actually a bit more tame than batman we have seen since then and to see all these characters who have interacted with the adam west batman for three seasons and that and then countless comic books and everything try to wrap their heads around why batman's acting like this and just i love it batman takes over gotham city in a day i mean they're so surprised by that a lot of them just kind of go with it like he just he just he walks right in to the, uh, the commissioner's office and the chief is there as well. And he's just like, you both kind of suck at your jobs. I'm taking over. And then he, like, all right. <laughs> then he clones himself. He's like, what, uh, he's like, take off your uniforms. And he's like, oh, what? He's like, take off your uniforms. <laughs> like, but why would I do that? It's because you don't deserve to wear those uniforms. And I'm like, well, okay, I, I guess. I can't argue with that. <laughs> they take off their shit and give it to the other Batman. He has the authority to fire the mayor. Yeah, he, I don't think that one even had dialogue. He just kind of walks in and like shuffles him out of his chair and sits in it. He said, he had his own bat placard to replace the mayor's. He <laughs> pulls it out of nowhere. See, as someone who's worked in workshops and all that, like I can I can imagine like this angry, pissed off Batman like taking a detour before going to the mayor's <laughs> office to order that real quick. Batman, what, what, can I help you? And he's like, I need this right now. I'm like, I don't know why you need this, Batman. I mean, you come here to get your other shit labeled. And then he replaces time, that but... guy and labels it himself. <laughs> that's the that's the one workshop Batman goes to to get all this shit labeled. This is where we get my favorite single moment. He he's replacing all these important people and the, he's replacing the judge and the mayor and the commissioner and the police chief and then he goes into a bakery and yeah. he says cooking is as much a science as it is an, as it is an art and we need a some fancy word that is also chef. good for chef yeah. I guess. and we need a chef that understands that i'm taking your place yeah <laughs> because it, among it, batman's many feats yeah cook baking is one of them he's a, he's a he's a prime chemist so he knows what he's doing but also it's like in other things like we see him as like a mailman and other things like he's just down in the bad city there's no inclination that he does bad at any of these jobs <laughs> batman <laughs> batman while still in full batman kit is still better than everybody else at everything honestly later on he takes over that variety show and that's more entertaining than ever, anything i've ever seen in the 60s variety show and i've watched a few oh besides maybe carol burnett i love her Batman replaced Carol Burnett. He's going to do all of her old bits. Oh, that would be hard. Penguin, the Riddler, and Joker don't get a lot of time in this movie. They, I mean, they have time, but they don't get a lot of characterization. I kind of feel like that's because they're not played by the original act actor. We haven't mentioned this, but Judy Lamar was one of three people to play Catwoman in the length of the Batman 66 series. There's this great moment whenever they're fighting in the Acme Energy Corporation, whenever Batman gets hit on the head with something. I don't remember what it was. 
Uh, I think Penguin comes behind him, and while he's flirting with Catman, he's like, "Enough of this infernal flirting!" And he smacks Batman with his <laughs> his uh, his umbrella. Yeah. So uh, moral is Penguin is everyone's grandpa. He yeah. Batman gets hit in the head, and he starts to see triple of Catwoman, and it's the design of all three of the women who played Catwoman in the original '66 series. I really like that. I like that this movie it is batshit crazy, pun intended. If it's not really high in quality which i think is the animation is pretty good and the voice acting's good and i'd say it's serviceable yeah it makes up for its shortcomings and that it is it did what batman v superman couldn't and that is it's a certifiable sequel of the batman 66 movie and then it's also referencing that whole series and the jokes that came from and everything like that very meta about it while being good and it has its own unique creative and self-contained story i like that i like this movie more than i liked most of batman versus superman i have a far more critical opinion of this thing than you do and i probably could only watch it once a year (laughs) and i would prefer to watch this more than just about any other dc animated movie (laughs) that they've made since you know like the three batman trilogies and all that like if it's superman versus batman or Man of Steel or any of that. Suicide Squad. No, I'd rather watch this. There's one thing I did want to talk about, and it's not completely plot-related. I feel like at at points of Batman being evil, they went a little bit farther than they would have been willing to go in the 66. Yeah, I think, I mean, we see, you know, the three villains, and at this point, Batman is a villain in the movie. Uh, talk about how they're going to kill people. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like their plans that aren't killing people are pretty tame stupid stuff but the ones that are like to kill people like we'll bake them horrifically in a giant fiery oven we'll jettison them out into space like stuff that would be terrible and horrible but they never succeed so they that's that's okay for that plan to start (laughs) but it never Batman gets close whenever Catwoman and Robin confront him in the Batcave he Uh, (laughs) get this fantastic scene (laughs) you think it's fantastic I find it infuriating It's just showing off everything that's in the the ridiculous stuff that's in the Batman utility belts. Okay, I thought the utility belt thing was cool. Batman and Robin have a western standoff but instead of guns they are (laughs) they they are having a utility belt standoff and it's (laughs) yeah it's it's funny that one's funny batman throws batman knockout gas and robin blocks it with batman wake up gas or bat wake up gas yeah you get the bat shield and just uh, it's really cool but then after that batman obviously wins and he ties catwoman and robin to this thing that was in the old series you know batman in 66 had some pretty high tech in the bat cave oh oh yeah (laughs) like his supercomputer with two encyclopedias (laughs) worth of knowledge in it and all that tech needed a a power source and it was the 60s so he had a freaking atomic generator in the bat cave that's in the original series but they never did much with it if i remember this one batman ties catwoman and robin to a rope and lowers them (laughs) into the center of this atomic generator. He was trying to lower them down into sort of, I I, I don't think it was the reactor core, but he was putting them down into the rod storage so that when the the steam starts coming up from the rods being so they would be, yeah, they'd be cooked. Yeah, they'd be dead pretty fast. (laughs) Nothing in the utility belt should work, apparently. (laughs) But it did. Yeah, it did. Because we get this big dramatic scene, and they actually go under, and then they go out, and I don't know why they couldn't just grapple up like they do while they're being lowered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. They go out, and Robin was like, luckily for you, while you were knocked out, Catwoman, in the car, and I was groping you with this 
with this bat anti-atomic anti-isotope spray. isotope spray which stops atomic radiation yeah. i kind of there was some things in that whole scene i liked like i thought the whole catwoman comes up to give him the antidote and all that at that point to fix her thing that she gave him um, and that's when he's like oh, i knew you were gonna do this so that's why i took my anti-antidote bat anti-antidote yeah so i was like oh okay this is how we're doing it then they have their whole utility belt fight and then Catwoman tries to whip him after she's like, this isn't working, and then she tries to whip him, and then he throws her into Robin, and that's how they get captured. When Batman does the typical thing and walks away as they're being lowered, the funny thing I thought was great, all the things I thought that they would go to, like, swinging around to get over the railing and all that, and you see, (laughs) like, he's like, Batman raised raised the railing three Three inches, inches. we can't get over it. It shows, like, a really weird, like, shoddy thing where Batman, like, removed the top of the railing and, like, added, like, (laughs) concrete in the middle. To get it <laughs> increased three inches. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but it's like... And the other thing being, like, as they're fighting, and Catwoman's trying to get close to Batman, and she's pretending to be betraying Robin and all that, Batman went from, like, just being a dick to being like, oh, fine, we'll just fucking kill Robin. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh... Yeah, that's one thing that I could expect the atomic thing in the old show and him stepping away conveniently, which actually works in this movie because it's setting up something he says later. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't expect Batman to just be like, let's kill Robin. And I mean, we, we watched the second episode of Jack today. Spoiler for the second episode oh, of the new season Jack. of Samurai Jack. Fucking whatever. Samurai Jack. Basically, he kills his first human person without realizing it yeah austin called it i did fucking call that shit and we see him like that's shit that definitely would not fly in the old jack so it's like we see this kind of like mature this this increasing yeah. and it's done tactfully as well so this is and it's done in the the, the sphere of the in old the, show and in the context of the story of this yeah, this old new batman is <laughs> is still in the spirit of the old batman but it's taking it up just a little bit kind of like what jack has done not to the extent that jack has done (laughs) but it's gone up just a little bit of course whenever catwoman and robin get out with the isotope spray or whatever the hell it was that's whenever they go to the prison and i really like this scene because you get (laughs) every batman villain from this batman 66 that wasn't in this movie is now in this movie including the original mr freeze but he doesn't have a line none of them really do yeah you get this scene with dick and Catwoman going into the prison, just walking right in, disguised as what was it? They were they were uh, prison inspectors, prison inspectors, and had no qualifications, no, <laughs> no paperwork. They're just telling the warden, who's not Batman. No, he's not. And I pointed that out. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> of all the things you think he would replace as a job, do you think he would replace the warden of the prison that yeah. everybody escapes from? Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not like the warden is competent in his job. He lets everyone go. They're walking around and uh, they're telling, those pickaxes aren't up to code. Here, we brought some. And they're replacing them with those pickaxes. And the the ball and chains aren't standard. Here's the standard ones. And then everyone escapes by the pickaxes turning into helicopters. Yeah. And the ball and chains blowing up like balloons. Yes. Um, and they also gave them care packages, which they also somehow held on to while they went over the walls. And then as soon as they got over the walls, they're like, I guess we should open these now. And then they open them up and it's their costumes. Yeah. And all that. So, I don't know how they got those costumes, but oh well, it doesn't matter. This <laughs> Batman collects them. This story this. doesn't lend itself to asking questions like that. It's not going to answer it. It never will. It's not that kind of movie, Chris. 
I really like what comes next with the variety show. Batman takes over the host to his favorite variety show. <laughs> that was a funny line I liked in that, and yeah. He just likes attention. Yeah. He's like, I always thought I wore this bat suit to set fear into the hearts of villains of Gotham, but now I realize I do it just because I crave the attention. No, <laughs> oh my no God. one laughs in the audience. <laughs> They're all like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was one of the funniest lines in the movie. This is when Catwoman and Robin come in with the army of B-list Batman villains of the old show. Well, I just realized something, actually. Hold on. Um, before they showed up, Batman, Batman was talking about how all of his other Bat clones were rigging up things to the aerials of all the TVs in Gotham that if you changed or turned off the tank the channel or turn off the TV, they, they would explode. explode. Dude, they don't disable those or anything. Yeah, they... Like, they're they, just completely dropped. They're gone, and like all those, we find out later that the clones and things are unstable, so they all dissolve. So it's like no one, no one took those down. <laughs> I can only imagine that people, after seeing like Batman come back, were like, "Well, I guess it's safe now." <laughs> and then just blowing up their TVs like across Gotham. Batman's completely forgiven for everything he did, even though Catwoman, who did far less, <laughs> needs to go to jail. But <laughs> just the Holocaust, Batman has wrought. It's just forgotten, like, and I like, love it. Like, rigging bombs on every building in Gotham definitely constitutes a terroristic activities. <laughs> oh, yeah, in this scene, whenever they confront him, I don't know what their plan is. Like, I guess they tried the antidote, it didn't work. Were they just going to kill Batman? Because that's what it seemed like. They're just going to... You know, Batman's got his army, and one Batman has defeated all these villains before. We get probably the best of many fight scenes in the movie where... <laughs> It's just, you get a showcase of all the B-list villains' powers, and then you get a showcase of every single thing that Batman has used in 66 to defeat that villain power. Like the cape that has a heater on it for Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah. and we, we say powers, but the powers are pretty limited compared to what we got nowadays. No. Oh yeah, but I say that relatively. <laughs> it's almost like this, they're gimmicks. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> some silly thing they do is like I, I was expecting kite man to show up really kite but man. i don't think he you was get the puzzler in this in the beginning even but yeah batman makes short work of all the villains this part really shows you batman's a bad guy if, if rigging bombs to every building in gotham didn't show you but he has a little line where he's just like oh Catwoman and robin you're alive it's annoying but not altogether surprising <laughs> yeah and then whenever he defeats all the villains he's just like all those guys are going back to jail. You two are dead. This is where him stepping away earlier comes into play because, of course, in Batman 66, all the villains stepped away from Batman and Robin whenever they were on the conveyor belts going to wherever so that they could escape. But this time, Batman just looks them straight in the eye and he says, there's no convenient walking away. There's no death trap. I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. And that is brutal for Adam West Batman. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that's brutal for any Batman, but I could I could see Dark Knight Returns and maybe the new one in the DCEU, Ben Affleck, but I did not expect that from Adam West. It was surprising and I liked that it could surprise me. I was expecting a complete rehash of Batman sixty six. It's not perfect, but it's it was fun. It was if anything, this was fun. It was one of those bad things, just like the old show, and I talked about this in the last episode. It's a bad thing that got me excited. But it's still a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's not a bad, underwhelming thing. At least they did it on purpose. It's actually pretty overwhelming. It's like kissing Scooby-Doo. 
It's uh, just a giant acid trip. Yeah, I mean, that's kind. Of, you, you'd expect the movie to end there as well, but it doesn't. I thought it ended after. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Because the only thing that saves Catwoman and Robin is Alfred, who apparently had an arrangement with Bruce before with this complicated bullshit to get this anti-anti-antidote. <laughs> Bruce concoction. and Alfred have too strong of a bond to ever be separated. Yeah. So they had a long-standing arrangement and said that if, if Bruce was ever to fire Alfred, Alfred needs to get to work on an anti-bat anti-antidote. The only way I'd ever fire Alfred is if I was under some kind of crazy spell. <laughs> yeah. Some so... crazy stupid shit like that. So what I love is that we get in a few scenes before this, you see Alfred and he's just picking shit out of the trash. Yeah, like he's a beggar sending it out. I assume that's him collecting what he needs to create the anti anti It is. He said so. it got a little dirty at times, but he got so he just put sh- just trash in this wine bottle and fed it to Bruce. Oh my lord. <laughs> but after Bruce is back to normal, he gets this really big deduction where he's just, "Oh, all of the bad shit that I've done is okay because uh, Penguin, Joker, and Riddler knew it would happen. They planned all this as a distraction because, get this, get this, they want to steal paintings. And the way he comes to that, he's like, well, I guess everything's back to normal now, eh, buddy? He's like, yeah, that's right, Bam, and you're always a step ahead. And then he's like, step ahead, step ahead, but I've always been a step behind the last couple of things behind these things. He's like, of course. <laughs> and he's like, okay. He doesn't explain how that connects to him realizing what has happened. Also, Robin is super okay with Batman, and Batman five seconds ago was about to strangle him with his bare hands. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. That's no, fine. I mean, I could understand being okay with him after he takes your job a little, maybe, but he's <laughs> about to strangle this son. Holy crap! Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah. We see, uh, we see the the the, the main trio. We see a uh, Joker and Penguin and uh, the Wilder, all that come out of this museum and. Penguin's got a Fabergé egg, which he's smuggled <laughs> out. Uh, the Riddler has the first puzzle Very ever created. 4,000 years old and worth only, the King's Ransom. Only 4,000 years old, yeah. which I kind of don't believe that being uh, the first puzzle. Maybe. Well, the Penguin, he, he, I mean, this was a lot of money in the 60s, kids. So uh, if you didn't get this, why he was stealing this egg, this was like a hundred million today. <laughs> His Fabergé egg is worth a million dollars. And Joker steals a sad clown painting. Yeah, that's worthless because Until he just wanted to laugh. Until he kills the painter, and then it goes up and... Oh, yeah, I liked that. Uh, I liked that because the Joker in the 66, he couldn't kill anyone. He couldn't even mention killing anyone. So he was just a prankster. He was an elaborate prankster. Sometimes he stole stuff. (laughs) And... Oh, imagine if a Joker... If that same kind of style of Joker was done in the modern day, he'd just be a YouTuber. He'd just be like, I'm I'm the social experimenter. It's just a prank, yo. Just a prank. God, how amazing would that there be? There are so many versions of Joker. We should do Joker episodes. Yeah, we do. We could probably do one on each of the Jokers. And I know we are very different on Heath Ledger as a as a Joker that uh, we like. I think everyone in the world is different than you on Heath Ledger as a Joker. <laughs> Whatever. I think he uh, is critically. We're, we're pretty much unified. Crazy. But I also really like Joe DiMaggio, and you're not a big fan of him. See, oh yeah, I never explained why. Whenever I watch Batman Under the Red Hood, the animated thing, which came from the same studio that did this. Somehow. I was in that stage where I was just prejudiced against any Joker that was a Mark Hamill. And he he was really the first... He's definitely not Mark Hamill. He, he's the first animated Joker that I came in contact with that didn't even try to take from Mark Hamill. Which is a good 
thing. I think. Which I, it's a good thing if you're playing the Joker and make it original. And I need to go back and watch it because I probably will enjoy it. But yeah. at the time, I just thought it. I thought it was Joe DiMaggio, which I like doing Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Do we know what to call a uh, Joker from Batman Beyond? Neanderthal Joker. You mean the Batman? Was that the ba- that was Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond Joker? Still Mark Hamill. Was it? Yeah, because Batman Beyond's the future. The anime, ba- yeah, the, the Batman. The the future is like the big, crazy, like Rastafarian, like giant Joker, right? No. no. They have a gang called the Jokers, and one I, of them I is I like that. I vividly remember there being like a crazy giant Joker with like the pointy ass face and like all the, the green giant hair and all that. And it was the Joker, apparently. I remember this. I don't know. I didn't watch that show. <laughs> I didn't watch that show. I only know of it because of that one episode of uh, Justice League Unlimited where yeah, Static Terry. Shock and all that was in the same episode. Yeah, Terry McGinnis comes out. Cause, so, no, the Joker in Batman Beyond, he's only in one thing with that, and that's Batman Beyond movie, Return of the Joker. Yeah, the unrated version is a little bit yeah, for that animated series because it goes a little adult at times. It takes place in the same universe as the batman animated series and justice league unlimited and all that so it shows what happens to the joker in that animated series he took tim drake and he tortured him and he basically did what he did to jason todd but then he didn't kill him he turned him into a little joker that's the same thing that happened with the joe dimaggio joker and all that jason todd he killed and then like he survived and he went crazy and stuff but no he turned tim drake into it was definitely taking from that but he turned Tim Drake into a little Joker. Then Tim Drake, being torn between Joker and Batman, that he was, ends up shooting Joker. That was Joe DiMaggio's Joker. No, that was Mark Hamill in Batman Beyond. Uh, yeah, he, Tim Drake ends up shooting Joker in that. But it's revealed right. in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker because the Joker comes back in the future. And he's young, and no one knows why. And it's revealed that, and this is stupid, but the Joker took his mind and put it in a computer chip, stuck it, made it look like a mole and stuck it on tim drake just in case joker ever died so years later whenever batman resurfaces as terry mcginnis he like becomes awakened and he takes over tim drake's body and is it's mark hamill's joker coming into the batman beyond universe takes over the joker gang it's a really good performance by him i I really like what they did with joker where i wouldn't go out on it if it, it were the batman animated joker i really like how he went out and mask of the phantasm in the end they have this thing where the joker has this arc where he's just kind of always wanted to make batman laugh and he just has this really sick sense of humor he's just so yeah, obsessed with that i remember this and then terry mcginnis starts to laughing at him he's like what you always wanted to make batman laugh and he just freaks out you're not batman and they have a good fight <laughs> it, it reminds me of the animated episode uh where batman laughs harley, at joke quinn. With harley quinn and she freaks out as well that's a Mad Love, where it shows her backstory. I think that's Mad Love. See, talking about this makes me just not like this movie as much. <laughs> like, these are things... Yeah, this will be our Joker really episode. Like. So, yeah, they all get their stolen goods, and as yeah, they, they see yeah, Batman the... show up, they get on the Penguin blimp. Basically, everything that happens is he fights them. They all fall down into comedic things. Where there's Riddler falls into a tutu. That was weird. And then onto a cop car. Yeah, Penguin falls into a bunch of fish, and the Joker falls into a circus. Pe- Penguin would have died. <laughs> he fell <laughs> like 12 stories into that thing of fish. He would have been dead. The Joker falls into a circus where he thinks he's all right until he's yeah. shoved into a clown car, which is a cop he doesn't, car. He actually he chose to jump into there, but yeah. he got he got picked up by the weird little clown Keystone cops and then rode off stage. 
Catwoman who's been helping them up until this point. Everything that the three have stolen, Catwoman takes in a bag, and she's like, okay, I'm going to take it. And then uh, no one's driving the blimp, <laughs> no. and I guess it just kind of jerks, and she lets go of the bag, and Robin catches it. Yeah, thanks, Penguin Blimp. <laughs> sure. You're the real hero today. <laughs> she reveals that she'd rather this is a little i don't I, think she died i don't think she was playing i doubt her. it they did <laughs> she, they did shit she, like this she the... falls into a like factory smokestack yeah. and I, I didn't see what kind of factory it was but i guess it's like a keyler factory and they, she falls to her an okay she's got nine lives so yeah, they did shit like this all the time in batman 66 they played up uh her and batman's relationship hardcore and then they did stuff like this all the time there's a reason there were three cat women they kept and he had a relationship with all of them yeah well they're not different characters they just like the oh. she'd die whenever the actress would leave and then they bring in another actress because she was so popular wow. and did you get a tan did you get a tan cat woman you look a little look a little different cat woman <laughs> is that a tan it's a really good tan would you fall into a tanning booth it never seems to go away <laughs> Yeah, that's been, the, this is so 60s. You get Batman, Catwoman, and he's just the really dramatic, the moonlight in the background, just kind of screaming at the heavens moment. Was, you saw, you see that Night Rider. It was actually a good shot yeah, it was, with uh, it was Batman and Robin on the, with the moon in the back. Everything with the moonlight in that ending was beautiful. But then you get the real ending, the one that we all wanted to end on. Uh, <laughs> Batman was a dick to Aunt Harriet, so he's got to make it up to her. So this whole time he was planning a birthday party for her. I knew you were hiding something, Bruce. Yeah, it's not that you're gay or evil. It's just that you were or planning... Batman. Or Batman. It's just that you are planning a birthday for, party for me. And then they get the bat signal. Alfred points it out to them, and they tell her they're going skeet shooting. And she's like, what? What? His night at this point. Yeah, she's like, you don't have to keep using that old fishing excuse for me. Yeah, I know you have a relationship with this 15-year-old woman. Well, she didn't say that exactly. <laughs> no. She was about to say how she was okay with it, which is a little strange for me to think. Uh, 60s had free love, man. 66, but she's an older lady, and I mean, that's still 15 years hey, old. Hey, she can swing it. Batman is. Oh, she's a, she's a hip cat. She's apparently related to... Bruce. Uh, no, Tim. No, no. no. She's, she's not Dick's aunt. She's Bruce's aunt. Oh, I thought she said that she was Dick's aunt. No, she's just like, I thought you were keeping me around for appearances, you know. Wouldn't want Bruce Wayne's aunt out on the street. I was pretty sure she said uh, that the aunt of uh, Bruce Wayne's ward is what she had said. You know, she might be Dick. Because I came into the movie and I thought she was Dick's aunt. But it's yeah. been a while since. And I'm then, pretty sure she is. But um, yeah. at the same time, though, if, if she is, and I pretty sure she is it's like why didn't she just adopt you <laughs> why know, didn't she adopt it was like it seems like she would have gotten custody over all at the same time you know you know he's rich so we're like, gonna really have to put that uh language advisory on this one we've said dick a lot oh yeah that's the one yeah that's the that's the one every time you mention something like that i just want to like basically just list off a bunch of swear words that people around here really hate i'd bleep them uh <laughs> oh you want to test me on this no Ew. <laughs> I have to remember that one to bleep that one. Yeah. All this is going. Don't take it out completely. You gotta, you gotta leave that in there with a good bleep. <laughs> you have to do some creative bleeping, though. So I don't want it just to be a beep. I don't care what it is. Just have it be funny. So the, the credit sequence is Batman dancing. Uh, and Catwoman eventually dances. Bones. Yeah. Catwoman eventually dances, too. But we didn't. We paused it and <laughs> went to the podcast. Yeah, but, so I think we have different opinions on this. Yeah, I really like this. It's a very much 
a return to Batman 66, which I didn't think they'd ever return to. We're 50 years removed oh, from I Batman saw, 66. I saw a movie like this coming. I mean, so so much so that I think that kids are probably still going to be into this. I think they, like I said, I think they released a Lego set based on this animated movie with the 66 Batman and all that. That would be cool. I'd pick it up. I think it's probably for people more our age. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't want to give a number rating on this. The only thing I'm going to say is that if you are a fan of 66, Batman 66, no matter how old you are, and you've been wanting something like this for a while, and there have been people who have, then this is the movie for you. It really just caters to fans of the show. Whoever worked on it, you could really tell they were fans of the show. It has moments where it's kind of like, maybe I don't want to watch this with my grandma, but not very many. It's not like it's bad. It's not like it's more adult. It's I just, think your grandma's an adult. She can probably take it. <laughs> my grandmother is a saint. All seven of them. She wouldn't like that word I said earlier that we bleeped out with the, the interesting Yeah, thing. no, she wouldn't. Yeah. Right. But, you know, that I'm just going to say, if you like... If you're a fan of Batman, and I'm talking every Batman besides this, don't I'm, watch this at all. I mean, Stay as far away from this as you can. If you're a fan of Batman 66, even if it's ironically, you're going to get a kick out of this. You might not love this. I like it. It's fine. But I don't like it for good reasons. So I think... Um... Oh, I have a slightly different opinion on this. I mean, I think it's good. It's well made for the most part, and it definitely will appease the big fans of you know Batman sixty six. But I don't think I'm as vibrant a fan as I should be to really get as much as I want out of this. Um, I'd much rather be watching any episode of the animated series from the nineties or any of those movies. Um, so for me, this is just another day where I just can't seem to get rid of this bomb. The old 66 Batman's good for good for them hot memes. It's good for getting snippets, but I just I don't think I could really enjoy a full, you know, hour and a half movie like this nowadays. But again, it's probably just a lot of personal taste in that. So plenty of people I'm sure would like this, and I'm not going to give them any shit for liking it. Well, it's just it's a completely different animal than any other Batman. You can compare it to the Batman yeah. of the comics that came directly after, but that's about it. You know, what's your favorite Batman? Was my favorite Batman? Yeah, version. I think it has to be like animated series Batman because it's just so it's just such a good like rendition of that Batman. But I mean, I've got other highlights. I could probably name a lot of the ones I really don't like more than anything else. Like any any time Frank Miller touched Batman, I'm basically like, no, don't do it. <laughs> That's another thing you and the rest of the world did wrong. Frank don't Miller and you. Alan Moore are crazy. They're crazy psychopaths. But they make good stories like every once in a while the watchmen it's considered the best graphic novel ever made I mean, and then i like watchmen but i think it's a little overrated. that's alan moore and then it's a little overrated my my personal favorite batman comic or actually comic in general the killing joke which are the same team who worked on this movie worked on the killing joke minus bruce tim worked on the killing joke too <laughs> and bruce tim is the reason why we don't like that one oh uh, yeah if if you uh, here's a here's a mini review of the killing joke since we're not going to cover it if you watch it if you like the killing joke you'll really like the movie after 46 minutes skip the first part of the movie don't go near it at all not even to watch it the first time you're, you're watching that the first time skip to where the killing joke actually starts because the first 46 minutes will ruin everything after it like i i don't care who asked for that i don't know i don't think anyone did i think he was misguided in that i'm 100 percent behind or like separating an artist from the art um and i do that for most things like even though frank miller is a fucking sociopath 
It's like I can, I'll admit, like some of the things he's done, I kind of can get into, but a lot of the things he's done, I just do not like. So you're not a Batman, uh, Dark Knight Returns guy. I mean, I kind of like the, I like the pretty image of suited up Batman ready to kick Superman's ass, and that debate that rained on for years because of it, but. Oh yeah, and d- trust me, Batman v Superman but, didn't settle that. Like, that bat, bat, that Batman is also the Batman who gets old and crouchy. He's like, I'm just gonna go outside to beat people up just because I fucking can. And it's also like, I'm just gonna kind of socially, uh, like, I'm just gonna verbally abuse my my person Molly. and call him a fucking idiot all He's the time. A girl. Yeah, she's like, I want to be, I want to be this person. He's like, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't like this Batman. He's an asshole. Yeah. So what you're saying is just on the surface, he's good, like aesthetically. It's good, and sometimes I can get. I like the heavy. I like heavy shading, which he can do, and I like. When we're going by design, I really like a big Batman. I like the Dark Knight Returns big Batman. I don't. I like. I don't mind his visuals. I do not yeah. mind that. Whenever he's writing or whatever, whenever his like actual writing comes in, fucking let's read Holy Terror and just. Oh boy. Oh my God. You know the animated series had at least at first before the. In the fourth season, they did redid all the art and made it less noir. But it had, you know, the big, heavy-chested, everyone was just really big yeah. Batman. And I like that a lot. I like a skinny Joker, and I like a big Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you can and, take uh, that any way you want. I mean, that's why the animated series is so good, is that design-wise, the, the dark deco thing that kind of Tim Burton yeah. started... They just ran with it. And they, they did and they really improved it, I think. They, oh, hell yeah, they did. They did what Schumacher didn't. And Any of the vehicles in that entire series, anything that was ever on two wheels on it, just looked amazing. Yeah, and it's it was very much like if technology still advanced, but everything was the 30s style noir. I mean, you know me. I love noir. It's my favorite style of film. I wish that they would become popular again because I'd be all over a modern noir. You and see it still every once in a while. You, like, uh, you see it in crossovers with other things. Like they'll have a a movie that stars, you know, like Spider-Man noir. And, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, and you got, there's actually a Batman noir comic series of mm-hmm. comics that I yeah. thoroughly. And I mean, again, to bring it back to Samurai Jack, there is some really good like, kind of like noir styling and stuff that in Samurai Jack. I could even go for a just a black and white ripoff of the old noir. I'd love that. It, it would, did um what was the show that apparently the animated Batman liked as a kid? It was like the the something ghost, the silver ghost, was it was? Oh, the one that was actually yeah, voiced by Adam West in the old series as well. Yeah, I know what you're talking. It was about. supposed to be like a play on like the shadow and all that mm-hmm. from back in the day. I don't think he's an existing actual superhero or not, but if he isn't, they should do some like some actual comics of him and like show kind silver of like shroud is that fallout I, I thought it was the ghost they said something the ghost in yeah, that. silver shroud's fallout <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was something the ghost i think it was either the silver ghost or something like that but i would love to see like a, a full like actual like in universe like what the comics would have been mm-hmm. uh and of course for the time that they would have come out in the universe i suppose it would have been kind of a noir style i imagine that's why i like like watchmen with the uh, rorschach rorschach the watchmen is a noir uh, story. Yeah. It's a noir story set in a in a future where America won the Vietnam War and the Cold War never ended. It became hot at the end, yeah. and, I mean, and that's, that's cool. But yeah. and I'm, my favorite DC superhero is the question. The question, who yeah. is kind of a noir guy himself. Yeah, I wish I I like Batman in the noir setting I, because he's the world's greatest detective, and not a lot of renditions of Batman play on this. I mean, Batman '66 kind of yeah. does, but I think, but Batman '66 is. 
I don't think it's either of our favorite Batman, but it's a novelty. It's kind of it's fun I, to the go old back one to. was like a novelty. It's like in we have like our favorite kind of music or whatever, but it's like we all have novelty songs that we still like to listen to and most of them came from the 90s, but like even though we I love ska to death and you love show tunes, <laughs> I guess show I tunes. Love show tunes. And we still enjoy listening to Rico Suave <laughs> some Rico some Suave. terribly some terribly uh just novelty song that you know we still like listening to it every mm-hmm. once in a while this is like this Who is the dogs this out, is yeah. the Rico Suave of Batman <laughs> let the dogs out this is I guess this is like the remixed you know remaster. this is all-star to us because we both enjoy listening to all-star for <laughs> bad reasons yeah and we both like the memes too <laughs> so yeah, this is this is all star. You know, basically. I recently saw a little off topic, but I recently saw a video, and I can't remember if I showed it to you, but it's they it's all star, but they replaced every word with the word somebody. So it's, <laughs> somebody, 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 yeah. somebody, somebody, somebody. One of my favorites of those is uh, it don't stop coming. Where that once it hits that, it's just playing normally until it hits. And they and they don't stop coming and it just repeats that endlessly, so it's like and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. The beat continues on there, so you can hear where the beat would be going and the the undertrack and all that. It just keeps <laughs> saying that over and over again. Uh, yeah. So, sixty six Batman. It's a thing. Sweet hot memes. Watch it if you think you like it, cause you probably will. Otherwise, uh, watch part of ice again from the animated series <laughs> or if you want to punish yourself watch batman forever batman and robin <laughs> ice to see you oh god chill no matter what you pick you're gonna get some uh you're gonna get something some some dr freeze mr freeze mr freeze i forget he's actually a doctor his yeah, last so name is just... freeze but i don't know why he took a step down when he became a villain i don't know Mr. would he would he lose his license he's harming people <laughs> He, he uh he he took her. I don't think he was that kind of doctor though, was he? I don't think he was. I think he was a going around chemist the, in hippo- the animated one. He's not going around the Hippocratic Oath, no do no harm, whatever ice puns. That's really all we got. I don't think there's really much more. I barely thought I could say a damn thing about this, and I still don't really think I did say much about this. Well, so. we're about twice as long as our first podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it's gonna be edited out. <laughs> oh, yeah. like that time I said. <laughs> don't forget to edit that one out too. With the same sound effect. Alright, thanks guys. Alright, we're done. Thank you for listening to Batman After Dork, a Nidal podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Join After Dork each week for reviews, discussion, and remembrance of anything pop culture. Find us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever podcasts are available. If you have requests, comments, or questions regarding our podcast, feel free to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash afterdorkpodcast. Kill him.